This is Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. Our heart for you is that you will live like Jesus and share His love. Well, good morning. Welcome to episode 53. Good morning. Oh, three. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wanted to say good morning. Good morning. Yeah, you should say good morning. Uh, back here in the lobby at Radio Life Church, Pastor JB's out of town, so I'm joined once again by my friend and our church elder, Christopher Kidd. Thank How you, you feeling today on a Monday morning? Uh, I'm good. I was, uh, I was, I was not convincing. <laughs> I, I'm good today. I, okay. I, I, yesterday was, it was heavy, okay. some heaviness. I think it was, I wasn't the only one, but, okay. um, so I was, I was not in first service yesterday. Uh, I was running Discover Purpose, but I heard in second service, Pastor Ryan said something about yeah. like, man, there's just something weird. Uh, and then I talked to my wife afterwards and she said, yeah, something was off today. Like it was goofy. I so yeah, yeah, weird. But we had a elder meeting last night and we prayed and I feel lighter today. Okay. So nice. God Very is cool. God is good. <laughs> Sin is bad. Sin is bad. bad. We will be okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hey, we're uh, going to jump in. And just because it's our thing here, we're going to drink coffee. But if JB ever watches this episode, he's probably going to not allow me on the podcast again. Today, we are drinking. And I picked it to make it even better. I picked this up at a discount store. (laughs) Oh, wow. This is steeped coffee. I'm a tea drinker uh, most uh, often. So I like tea. This is like the love child of coffee and tea because it's it comes in a bag. Okay. And then it's like in like a tea bag. So you like steep the coffee and then you drink it. Coffee. I mean, it's not like anything to write home about. But here's here's yours. It's, I did two different ones just to see if we get any. It doesn't give us any notes, but no. we're going to just we're just going to make it up because I mean, that's what we usually do anyways. So. Nitro, fresh ground nitro sealed. So, the, the so you are drinking their breakwater blend, which is a Again, French, French roast. roast. I'm drinking the sunrise blend, uh, which is a light roast. These are freshly ground, nitro sealed. Now, for all those of you that are interested in such things, this is a compostable pack and bag. Look at that. Mm. Environmentally friendly. It expired like a year ago. Well, a guy had a discount. Now it's nitro sealed though. May it's ex- best. It's just oh, as a recommendation. Was, well, mine was. Oh, what's yours? May of. Oh, yours is newer. Mine, oh, mine you, was best by like last December. That's a recommendation. <laughs> I actually agree with that. I, I eat it's like speed limits. Uh, I disagree with that. But expiration dates are absolutely a a. There's an asterisk there. Yes. You could Best buy. You get another week out of your milk after you just taste it. That's how you, you start it chewing it. That's right. That's, well, but then it just saves you money because now you don't have to go out and buy cottage cheese because <laughs> it's, it's right there. You just pour that it's in a bowl true. and you're good to go. Right? I'm sure that's not scientifically accurate, but oh well. Speaking of science, I was talking to my buddy Nate the other day, and he found this really cool statistic. He said he said because you know obviously I I shaved my head. You do? He, I do. Okay. I do. He found this statistic that 80% of men who are bald still keep a comb. They just can't part with it. 
Yeah. I'm getting some mileage out of that one, Nate. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, do you totally, like, I have, I have a new uh, dad joke, but that one, I can't even think of it because okay. you just threw me off my game with that one. So I wasn't really prepared to bring dad jokes in. That's all right. So the, the, it tastes like coffee. It tastes like coffee. It tastes like. It's good. It's good. It doesn't taste like good coffee, but it tastes like coffee. Well, I drink Maxwell House, so. So this is probably an upgrade. It, that I would agree. But there we go. So we're drinking steeped coffee. Nothing right home about. There you have it. Normally, I would have to put a ton of creamer in my coffee, and I. Oh, just, so you normally drink it with creamer? Yes. And I, I can go grab you. No, no, no. This is perfect. This is honestly. That's why I was like, ah, oh, okay, I'll just chug it down but no it doesn't need it i will say that cool so rock and roll there we go i don't know how to make fancy coffee and my french press thing broke at home so i couldn't do that so okay <laughs> so here we go um episode 53 we're talking about yesterday's message which i've got to find my notes for before we get in oh i just want i got some good uh criticism last from last time i was on Okay. From my wife. She's so like, constructive. Constructive. When we did our juice uh, taste testing? Yes. yes. So I got some constructive criticism. Because what happens, and I was talking to Ryan about this, is I can start a thought with you, and you know where I'm going, and you nod, and I know you know where I'm going, so I don't complete my thought. Really? And she said, you have to complete your thought because the people on the other side. Oh. So that was good. That's that good to know. Let me complete my thought. That was good feedback. <laughs> We're just too in sync. Yeah. That happens when you're in an imaginary Scott band together. <laughs> yes. You just you know how to read play each off each other. <laughs> yes. So Which anyway. I introduced somebody. So last week, uh, some of us were on a uh, we were at a conference, the Right Now Media Conference, and I had the opportunity to introduce somebody to ska music. They were not familiar. Ryan Lutz introduced him okay. to ska music. He's a little young, isn't he? Uh, he's younger. He's maybe thirty. Yeah. So, I mean, so he would have been what, like, past. Like, he was. Yeah. He would have been like an itty bitty kid yeah. when when third wave sky kind right. of hit the hit the market. Right. But so I introduced it to him. I was a little bit disappointed because like, he's like a uh, he likes rap. Uh, maybe country. Did he say he likes country? I don't know. I was talking to somebody who likes country. Okay. But what did he think of Scott? Uh, he was not really sure what to do with it. <laughs> what I sent, I sent him. Now the first, the first ska song that he ever heard, I played for him. Super rad by uh, the Aquabats. Okay. So, so that was his first exposure. But then I sent him "Flowery Song" by Five Iron Frenzy, "Found" by the OC Supertones, uh, "Carnival" by the Insiders, mm-hmm. and. Uh, the W's cover of uh, Country Roads, the John Denver song. Right. So I sent him four, four different songs, one from each of the, like the heavy hitters in the Christian ska right. scene. So yeah, we'll see. Uh, okay. We'll see what he says. Right. He responded by sending me some rap songs. So I'm not <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, I'll listen. I'll like listen. What some some band or group guy named NF? I don't know. I don't. Know. I don't. I don't listen to rap. So so like old school. Rap. Well, that I do. Yeah, like I like Run DMC. Well, but like T Bone, he was a West Coast rapper in the early mid nineties. Um, I like that. He, okay. he did. He did good stuff. And the Beastie Boys. Beastie Boys. <laughs> oh! 
Here's a little story. I got to tell about, about three bad brothers. Okay. We can we can do quite a bit of that song. We're not we're not advocating the uh, the the viewpoint of the Beastie Boys. Uh, but completely concur with that. <laughs> oh boy! All right. So, any other disclaimers that we got to get out of the way? No, and um, I will try to make. More oh. eye contact with... And you know what I didn't camera. do? I didn't start a timer. Um, so I don't actually know when we started. Five minutes, maybe. Five minutes? Okay. Sure. So Okay. Yeah. So qu- we'll say quarter after was our... Yes. That was our go time. I should peek around just to make sure that it's, it's still recording. Okay. For whatever reason, I'm still paranoid. I will paranoid make again. eye contact with the... Oh, yeah. We're good. Okay. We're good. I'm going to just let it go. And because, you know what? And I may, as I'm looking at the camera... Drift off out here because they're going to be striping the parking lot soon. Yes, that's supposed to happen today. Um, there we go. Okay. All right. So last, yesterday, last, last, yesterday, last, uh, Pastor Ryan kicked off our new series, Everyday Disciple. This was like a, a this dovetails with the series we just did, We Are Radiant Life. Uh, he kicked it off with a little bit of an overview but then he got into the first characteristic of an everyday disciple. Uh, what do you got in your notes from that front end? I mean, because he talked he talked a little bit about Henry Ford. Uh, just this idea that Henry Ford, he had this clear picture of what he wanted to do, and he had a clear process of, of how to get there. So bring that into the context of discipleship for us, Chris. Which I need to do. I was talking to Ryan right before this um, because I missed it. I was like, what, what point was he trying to make with the Henry Ford? Oh. But I was taking notes. Okay. So perhaps, which, you, which you normally don't do. If I'm going on a podcast, that's why I don't okay. take notes. Yeah, yeah. Because I miss stuff like that. So I had to watch, rewatch the service. Like what uh, online second service? What was was the point he was trying to make? And not, not okay. And it's it's kind of a crude analogy. I don't mean it's a good analogy, but if we are uh, using the analogy of um, Henry Ford and the, the assembly line revolution. The, the product was the Model T. Mm-hmm. Our product, which please excuse us, is an everyday disciple. Yeah. And so how do you get there? So his was the assembly line. Ours will be the discipleship pathway. Which I want to just, you know, because last week in the message we talked about making disciples, and we actually said that it's custom. So in the event, people are like, wait, I thought you said it was custom, but now you're saying there's this clear process. Uh, we're not contradicting ourselves. There are there are elements of a process here, but where people start and go from there in that process, there can be variation. Maybe that is that why you're saying it's kind of a crude or I just I don't want anyone to think, oh, we're there were oh, we're parents to a product. Yeah, products. Okay. Yeah, yes, yeah. that's yeah. Um it's just I mean t- Jesus taught in parables, right? Mm-hmm. So that's all we're trying to do is give you something to identify with. I think that's was Ryan's uh um, point. But the whole point is in that, and the reason why he got us in groups was because we don't have a clear picture mm. of what an everyday disciple looks like. Mm-hmm. And that's what we want to start to give language um, that we'll talk about later. Yeah. And this, you know, and it's not that we've figured out like the the exhaustive list. Uh, it's something, you know, we, we mm. you know, you were part of the, the early on process for this. You know, you as, as an elder at the UK is talking about this idea of the the everyday disciple or a dream disciple. It's not like we figured every single thing out, right? But we, we landed on some categories mm-hmm. that we felt like encapsulated a lot of right. <laughs> what it is we're, we're trying to do. 
So, because, you know, you go back to the Henry Ford thing, right? If, if I'm called to make disciples and be a disciple, right? um, but I don't actually know what that looks like, how effective is my growth going to be? And how effective will I be in leading other people? If I don't even know where right. we're going, that's going to be really challenging. Right. Right? So that's where that idea of that, that clear picture of what it is we're trying to accomplish, uh, that's really important. And maybe I've got that picture in my, oh, like this is what it looks like. But if I have no idea how to get there, I'm not going to be very effective. Right. right? So again, like you said, maybe crude to, to put it into like, you know, assembly yeah. uh, imagery, but I think it, it translates pretty well into the ineffectiveness uh, that that would result from us trying to do it without a clear picture and or without uh, the, some idea of how to actually get there. That was Ryan's point about the yeah. guy putting spokes on the wheel. If he doesn't yeah. know what he's making, yes. Yeah. So well, I just wanted to clear that up in case. I mean, I was taking notes and I didn't catch it. Uh, maybe someone else didn't really get the mm, analogy. No, so that's good. That's so good. I wanted to tie that together. So. And I mean, and the reality is, and he, he kind of asked a question that contributes to this is, but the question of like, how will my life look different for following Jesus? I think that's, that was kind of my, my summary of that question. Because our, they will, right? When we talked in our, uh, the message last week about transformation, right? It's I mean, like things change. Mm. But with Jesus, things change. Mm-hmm. Everything changes, actually, <laughs> you know, with Jesus. Right. So things aren't going to look the same as I grow and mature in Jesus as they do today. And so if I don't see anything uh, shift, but, but it's it's good to start to put some language to maybe what some of those changes will be. And that's where, you know, we've got those four. Yes. Those right. Four phrases or words. Yeah. So um, I guess the other point of the, the Henry Ford thing, too, is like that Ryan Omega, like that was revolutionary. It changed the way mm. they well. If everybody became an everyday disciple, that would be revolutionary as well. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, assembly lines today are still using the process of Henry Ford. Oh, yeah. So um, I guess the first century church, (laughs) right? That's revolutionary. We're still using it today, but I think maybe we got away from it a little bit. So now maybe we need to get back to what do you think what do you think brought it to you know, what, what do you think caused that departure yeah i mean cuz I, I would agree i think we've gotten away from it what what have we replaced their model with not not necessarily us specifically but maybe us specifically but if you look at the the, the universal church or particularly the, the american nice, church yeah, american churches um, I, I would say it's our individ, individualistic mm. Um, where in the first century they were um, more of a um, what collective, no, more col- yeah, col- collective. Yeah, I mean collective. it was communal, right? Like, communal. That's like impressive. like I set aside my preference right. if my preference doesn't contribute to the greater good of the community or the group. So no. where in America we're all about our rights. We want our rights. Um, I can do whatever I, I want to do. As a follower of Jesus, I would argue against that. Well, so this is an interesting thing. So at this conference, at the Right Now Media Conference, I went to a, I went to a, a breakout session with a pastor named Jeff Jones. He's a pastor uh, down in the Dallas area. 
and he was talking about spiritual formation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, and he he kind of talked about this idea how, uh, unfortunately, in the American church in particular, like if you if you look at, uh, he called them like filters, like essentially the things that we we base our worldview on. Like, hey, what are we looking through to interpret the events around us? Mm-hmm. What are we looking through to uh, affect our decision-making process, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And he said, unfortunately, uh, what's happened in the American church is uh, we've taken either or both our political filter mm-hmm. and or our ideological filter, mm-hmm. and those are the first things that we look through. So everything... Everything that I see after that is first colored by this this yeah. initial lens. So he says one of the goals of spiritual formation is to bring the biblical filter to the forefront. Like that has to be what I look through first. That will now affect what I see in the ideological and or the political arena. Yes. Because this is first. Like, oh, this is a political idea? Well, through a biblical lens... <laughs> Yeah. How do I handle that thing? So we've we've got our our filters or our lenses out of order. Was kind of his uh, his idea, and I I think that is absolutely true. I agree. So you know we we look through <clears throat> that individualistic lens, right, versus a you know a more of a, a collective lens because that's our culture, right? We are we're very individualistic, mm-hmm. uh, and this has affected the church in all kinds of negative ways. Now the answer. I don't think it's realistic to say, oh, well, we just need to change our culture and be more cl-. like, good luck. Yeah. Good luck. I mean, <laughs> yeah. But are there things that we can change on a, on a micro level, level yes. uh, you know, within the church, right? More of a, a grassroots kind of thing, you know, change some of the things on a micro level and we're not going to change our overall culture. But if the church is supposed to look different than mm-hmm. culture anyways, exactly. you know, are, is that one of the things that we can do to start to have more of that communal, not like a compound somewhere in the desert. Like I'm not talking about that. I could do that. <laughs> I mean, I could do, but, but that's, I don't think that's the right answer. So we're called to go out. That's right. Well. We're, we're called to reach. Uh, everybody wave to Brandon fish walking past. There we go. Uh, so, you go to that, go to that idea of like, uh, just that's, that's really gotten in the way. And I agree. Like, we're like, oh, well, you know, you see this play out in all kinds of ways, right? We, we leave a church because we don't like the music or we don't like the color of the carpet. Like people leave churches for really stupid reasons. Now there are people that leave churches for good reasons. I'm not saying, I mean, I, I, you know, in my mid twenties, uh, my wife and I were called away from the church that we attended. Right. I mean, so that happens. I'm not saying that that never happens, uh, but it was definitely not a, it wasn't a, we don't like the carpet. We don't like the music. We don't like the preacher. We don't like the, no. I mean, it was, God was clearly saying, hey, I need, I'm calling you into something new. And as a result of that, I'm here. Because he called us into the church where we then met Ryan and Katie. Right. <laughs> and that's, you know. Well, so. and then on top of that, like in, <laughs> with the American culture, you would just leave. Mm. Like there's a proper way to, yeah. like that we don't like as an, as Americans. Like you should go to the pastor, the leadership and, and, and discuss what the reasons why you're leaving mm-hmm. um, and, and let them know and be released. Which we actually, man, I won't, I won't say their names, but we just had a, a couple do that. And it was awesome. Yeah. They, Cause they did. They felt, Hey, God is calling us into this new season, this new place. Awesome, man. We want to, 
We want to bless that. Right. We want to encourage that. We're all on the same team, right? right. Like, like these. Right. If you're a if you're a, a church that's chasing after Jesus, like we're on the same team. Right. So we want to bless that. But I was I was really blessed by the fact that they came and they wanted to sit down and say, "Hey, here's here's where we're at." It wasn't just a "Hey, let's just exit stage left." And bye. Because as <laughs> leaders, like we're like, whatever, ha- what happened to so and so? Like, where are they? What mm-hmm. is what is going on? Are are you spiritually okay? Are they, mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, the, yeah. Did they die? The like, did, did they die? <laughs> right. So, um, and with a church our size, obviously that can be difficult. That's one of the things we're doing in eldership is. is Figuring out, I, like, we need to know our people, mm-hmm. you know, and... Um, yeah, because, I mean, that's a it's a shepherding role, right? right? Like, and you can't shepherd sheep you don't no. know exist, right? <laughs> As Kinsey would say, we need to smell like sheep, because shepherds smell like sheep. There you go. <laughs> that's I've never of... been close enough to a sheep to know how they smell. Uh... <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe that wasn't... I mean, hopefully... I would assume that our people smell better than sheep. So I don't want to like imply that. <laughs> There's some times I'm pretty rank, man. Yeah. I tell you what. <laughs> I would tell you. So if you need to, you just come on over. I, you know what? I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Chris. Take a shower. You need people in your life yes. that will tell you when you smell bad. That's right. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. So uh, let's jump into, unless you've got anything else, we'll hmm. jump into the, the, the four I, things, but then lean in. We'll just do a quick. I do have okay. one. I, I want to talk about the, the myth of um, program activity equals transformation. Okay. Because I think that that's another um, idea we get. Like, I go to church, so I, oh. I'm being transformed. Um, it could be a component. It, if, you if, should go if, to church. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. You need that time with the body of believers. Yes. Uh, but if that's all you're doing... So the saying goes, is sitting in church doesn't make you a Christian as much as standing in a garage makes you a car. Mm. Um, I know that's kind of crude, but it's so, but we still need to go to church. Like, like you said, like you have to be with the body. You have to see what this is about, but um, program activity and just being involved in a bunch of programs, like Ryan said, just makes you busier. Mm -hmm. Uh, It doesn't transform you. So these are the things. So this is leading up to these are the things that that we're about to discuss. Um, and there are not <clears throat> there are some programs that can contribute to this. Yes, but a lot of it is. So we we kicked off Discover Purpose yesterday morning, right? Right. And I always give the first week. I always I always tell the participants this. I say, hey, you're gonna largely you're gonna get out of this what you put into it. Mm-hmm. Like because we have homework. We have mm-hmm. we have. Essentially, what we're trying to do is create space for them to sit with Holy Spirit and let Him bring things to the surface. If they don't do that, by the end of four weeks, you're, they haven't been. I mean, heck, by the end of four weeks, you might not know your purpose yet. Anyways, I'm not. I don't. I, I right. tell them that too. Like, hey, I'm not going to oversell this. I can't guarantee you you're going to have a crystal clear picture of your purpose by the time we're done four weeks. Right. But hopefully, you at least have a. You've taken a step further than you were before where a direction of yes. where I'm going yes oh. or even maybe not even a direction but no you have to move or you've ruled out well it's not this yes. sweet yeah. that could be as beneficial yeah. as knowing exactly what it is so like discover purpose starting point uh, their programs mm-hmm. but they're pointing you to mm-hmm. other things 
to they're, be. They're programs with purpose. And yes. I mean, so, you know, starting point, this is, well, I mean, this is shift. Do you want to talk about that real briefly? Sure. Well, because we're, we're shifting. For those of you that have been around uh, Radiant Life for a while, you know, we had our Next Steps experience. October was the last round of our Next Steps experience because uh, for the last long while, uh, Chris Kidd, Pastor Brandon, uh, they've been over at Matt, Matt Gingrich uh, is Matty G. Uh, uh, they've been involved in kind of overhauling that and they're going to relaunch what in February. Yes. Uh, give us just like a 30 second over what's starting point going to be. And yeah, what's that all about? Starting point is now a, um, it's like if you come to Radiant Life Church, this is your starting point. Like we want to show people who we are as a church and, um, what we have to offer them for transformation. Mm -hmm. Like where do you, like each, like we talked about the process is that there's going to be different people that start at different places, but they're, we're going to show them the, the programs, if you will, mm -hmm. that are going to help towards their, their growth and their, their spiritual maturity. Um, everybody is on a different journey. Mm -hmm. So that's why we call it starting point. You start here and then we want to allow the Holy Spirit to, and that and that's the customization piece. Yes. So, oh, dude, I cut you up. You didn't. I didn't no, 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 no. You're not. <laughs> that, that was fine. I'm sorry, Sheila. Uh. <laughs> no, you didn't. You were. The problem is, is when we just both nodded each other like, and we don't finish it. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So I think what you're saying is the customization. Like some per people might have to go find freedom. And do a freedom session before they get into uh, a D group, mm -hmm. uh, which is someone else who might have been walking with the Lord for years and years and years. And they're like, I need to get in a D group or where can I serve the, this local body of the, of the church? Mm -hmm. Or maybe that's where they need. That's where the customization comes in. Um, yeah, it's not like so starting point is is, is a launch pad. But you don't you're 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 step two after that. If, if starting point is step one. Step two could look different for every single person that goes through there. Yes. Right? They might have to go here or there or there or there. Oh, I got to spend some time over here. You know. Yes. So, yeah, there's there's that customization piece. So we're training the team right now. Um, we had our first training session yesterday. Um, we're going over all the videos and um, just coming up with ways that um, we can help guide people through starting points. Nice. So that's going to be good. So you're going to look uh, look forward to that. If you've been through Next Steps, I would still encourage you go through Starting Point once this launches. Uh, it's I don't. I mean, there are a couple of elements that uh, they might week recognize. One. Week one is it? You'll recognize. It's, but even that, we changed it up. Yes. To like, it's and depending on how long ago they went through Next Steps. Yes. So I would encourage everybody. To go through starting point once once that long long. <laughs> now I will say this: you're gonna get all this from stage. Then yeah, few but weeks. but they're gonna go. You'll be able to go deeper. Oh, I don't want to discourage anyone. Right. From going yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Please come to starting point. Well, because that's like sorry, and we're getting a little bit sideways here. But like when we had you know in some of the first uh, sessions of next steps. We had people that have been going to this church for almost as long as I've been alive, and they were like, "Whoa!" Like, and for them, it was very insightful and impactful. So, like, don't rather like, oh, yeah, I've been around. I know what's going on. And, and Maybe. the, the pro part of the problem with next steps was because we always say you need to take your next step, and people were getting confused with, hmm. "Oh, I already went to next step." That's why we've 
rebranded it to yeah. starting point. This is just a start. And Brandon would say it in next steps in one of the videos, like this is just the launching pad. Like yeah. he, he did say it, but yeah, that it evolved so much over the years and it got better and better and better. And I think the starting point is even better. So mm. in my humble opinion, that's good. So. That's good. <laughs> we've, we've learned and we've grown yes. uh, through, through that process. Okay. All right. So uh, real quick, the four things that, uh, that kind of as a, as a church, we are saying, uh, defines, not defined, describes uh, an everyday disciple are these four things. They're a spirit-led follower. They are a force for good. They're a purposeful friend, and they are a humble leader. And then Pastor Ryan jumped into that first one yesterday. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, each week in this series, we'll, we'll go through uh, the other ones. So he jumped into spirit-led followers. So let's, let's jump into that. What do you got on that one there, Christopher? Um, I guess for me, it's I, I, I like wrote down all the all the things that he highlighted. He used uh, Galatians five sixteen through twenty five as the um, scripture to support this. Um, so, so the one thing that I liked is uh, it, I don't have all the scripture because that's right. Uh, let me open it. Let's do. This. Let's not. Yes, I like that. Read, you, just, you read that. Uh, Just read it for all the the boys and girls out there, yeah. all the ladies and the gentlemen. Galatians, look at that! I was right there. Boom. Five, right? Sixteen, I said. Yeah, sixteen to twenty-five. That's where he camped out. Sixteen. Okay. I say then, walk by the Spirit, and then he paused right there, <clears throat> and then he gave uh, <clears throat> these uh, points of walking by the Spirit. Uh, the first one was Holy Spirit lives in you. Um, the second was that you're open and sensitive to the influence of Holy Spirit and that you pattern your life after the influence of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was thinking like sometimes like, like this is the oh, I, I do want to say this. The, the title of this in, in his Bible and my Bible is the spirit versus the flesh. So you really want to keep that in context, right? Because. Sometimes the flesh is not going to want to go where the spirit <laughs> wants you to go. That is correct. That is correct. Like often times. Um, and I was just thinking of um, the apostles when they're preaching and then, they, you know, you guys can't do this and they throw them in prison. And then what the spirit say is, hey, go out and go right back to where, like <laughs> whose flesh would do you know what, that? <laughs> that sounds like a great idea. Like, now let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> So just those kind of ideas that these were examples in, in the Bible. Or Jesus, yes. Like, he was led by the Spirit to the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Mm. The cool thing, though, right? The cool thing is I think this can help us recognize, you know, because you've got people that do all kinds of stupid things. Like, oh, yeah, that's what God wanted me to do. Oh, <laughs> Like we can, we can, we can look at some of these these passages, and it's like, no, clearly, clearly, that was not, right. <laughs> that wasn't it. Yeah, you know what? God wants me to divorce my wife. Nope, nope. Because pretty it, sure, pretty sure he doesn't. <laughs> because it goes against. He won't ever contradict himself, right? Well, and that's and that's flesh. Like, why does right. he want? Well, because right. you got this this new person that right. you'd rather be like. No, like that's the flesh. Right. So he can tell, hey, that's not the spirit because this is clearly, this is a fleshly desire that is is 
being you know being uh, manifested here. So. And and I gave some pretty extreme examples in 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 the Bible, but yeah, to your point, there are like everyday examples of um, you know even if it's what the, I, the Spirit is telling you to go share the gospel with somebody, mm. I would probably listen to that. Mm-hmm. I mean that's. That's and and in your flesh, you know, I mean, depending on your like your personality, though, that the flesh will will rail against that yes. potentially. Ah, they're going to think I'm weird. They're going to think, ah, what if they say no? What if they, you know? And we go into this. That's the flesh, yes. right? Like that's the, the spirit isn't sitting there telling you to be afraid of sharing the gospel, right? <laughs> you know, right. you say no. Hey, go do this, yeah. uh, and that's hard, right? It's, now, for some of you, if you're like super extroverted and you just love walking around and, like talking to random people. Maybe that doesn't weird you out, but for some of us, like that's a challenge. It's a challenge. So, yeah, yeah. All right, keep going. Keep um, going that uh, passage. Do you want to keep reading? Yeah. Let me or do you got more notes on? No, that was it on sixteen. And I'm, I'm going to get to the point where I'm going to get to. Okay, I'll, I'll hold on. I'll wait. I'll finish that thought. Are you going to remember? I don't know. So you should probably just do it now then. Okay. Like, how do we do this? How do we walk? Live, how do we walk by the, the spirit? spirit? Like eventually, we don't have to talk about it right now because there's if we want. But at the end of the day, you hear this like you need to walk in the spirit, walk in step with the spirit to be mm-hmm. precise. Mm-hmm. How do you accomplish that? You first have to actually figure out what where he's going. Yes, <laughs> I mean you can't. Right. Like if, if you're supposed to follow somebody in the same way, we can't lead somewhere we aren't going ourselves. Uh, we can't follow the Spirit if we don't know where He is and where He's going. Yes. So we have to try. We have to be in tune. And this is something that I think frustrates people because you know, uh, in Live Scent, which is another you know program. Mm-hmm. Actually, I want to change. I don't. I don't want to call them programs. They are environments that we try to create sure. to facilitate growth. What would you call a program? I don't know. I mean, I mean, a men's event. They probably are a program, but yeah. I'm just saying. Like, but they're they're programs with with intent. So we we want to use these these programs to facilitate growth. So maybe it's just a, a vocabulary thing. I just I prefer environment. Okay. That facilitates growth. I don't know. Okay. No, and that though we talk about we talk about how do you actually hear the voice of Holy Spirit? Like how do we recognize how does Holy Spirit speak mm-hmm. to us? Because we often have these ideas of like, and I've had this these conversations with multiple people. I've probably referenced this on the podcast before, right? But people will say, man, like, I just, I want God to speak to me, but he just, he isn't. And I always ask the question, well, how would you know that he had? Right. Like, what would that look like to you? Well, I would, I would just hear his voice loud and clear. Right. Like they're looking for an audible voice from heaven. That's a, there's a pretty small percentage of people in scripture mm-hmm. and probably in the world mm-hmm. that have actually had that experience. But if that's what we think it's going to be, we're probably going to sit there thinking, well, he never says anything to me. Holy Spirit's not guiding me into anything. So we have to start to recognize his voice. And and sometimes, I think as we as we as we grow in our intimate intimacy with Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. there are times where in this sound like in this will probably upset all the people that are super science minded. I'm science minded, but like I'm an engineer. So. You just but you just know. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like you just you just know. <clears throat> well, oh, Holy Spirit is, is prompting this in me. But that takes time to cultivate. So And he's already spoken. And he's already spoken. <laughs> right? And this is the benchmark. 
right? So you want to figure out, hey, what's what's Holy Spirit going to do? Um, you know, I'm probably going sideways again, but that's what we do here on this mm-hmm. podcast. Uh, when we read in Ephesians chapter 6 about the armor of God, and you have the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, mm-hmm. most people think that means, oh, like, that's my Bible. Wrong. Mm-hmm. That is the logos, yeah. right? the, the written word, or spoke, right? The word there that we translate as the Word of God is rhema. Yeah. It's like this in-the-moment thing. Now, it's connected to this, and I would actually say that's one of the reasons why Scripture memorization <clears throat> is so important. We, we ingest Scripture, right? We take this in, and then in the moments where Holy Spirit needs to, He will recall to our minds. So I, I mean, I've had this happen. So mm-hmm. like I, I speak, you're in a situation, and you're like, oh, I don't know how to handle this. Holy Spirit breathes this verse into your, into your spirit, and you're like, oh. It happened to me yesterday. Oh, nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so we're giving, we're giving, in in a sense, we're giving him material to work with. Yeah. And it's his own material because this comes from him. So, yeah, I think, I think to, to try to lean in and say, I want to be guided by Holy Spirit without spending any sort of time in scripture. Uh, I don't know how effective that's going to be. That was kind of my point because I often hear people, I don't, I I never hear from God. Well, how, how much time are you reading? Well, once a week, uh, <laughs> you got to do more than like, mm-hmm. like if you only spoke to your spouse once a week, like not a real. Could you uh, say you're hearing from not, them all? Not like, a real all healthy. Right. <laughs> right. So no. well, but okay, you were talking about sheep smelling like sheep. This is imagery that Jesus uses, right? And he says that he is the good shepherd, and his sheep know his voice. Yeah. Well, if you're not familiar, like we do this differently. In our culture, right, which probably messes it up, because you drive past areas and it's just, oh, there's a bunch of sheep out in the field. They've got a fence. Right. They're just good. Right. Shepherd, right. What's a shepherd? Right. You know, there's some somebody just probably put them in come a pen and, and take care of them later. Yeah. Right. That's not first century Middle East. That's not current Middle Eastern right. shepherding. Right. Like it's you're always with your sheep. Like you, you're always there to guide them, to lead them, and and take them where they need to go. Right. So so you're constantly around the shepherd as a sheep yes so yeah you learn to recognize their voice because you're with them all the time yeah if we're not spending any time with the father how are we going to learn to recognize his voice yeah. so so i want to just make you know <laughs> glad that, that we i'm not finishing my thoughts i want to make that point that you have to be in scripture <laughs> to do this this is how you Walk by the Spirit um, daily, hourly, minutely. I mean, you can't be in Scripture that long, but... But but that's where the idea of meditation comes in, right? Mm -hmm. Meditating on Scripture, right? It's not that I have to sit here like 24 hours a day and and just like be reading Scripture. But like, hey, maybe in the morning, I'm going to read something in Scripture. And now, man, over the course of the day, I'm going to, oh, man, like, what does that look like? Love my neighbor as myself. Man, who do I have in my life? Am I loving my life? You know, and, and we, yes. we kind of ponder and process through what it is that we read in Scripture. And then we actually look for, oh, maybe this person's my neighbor. How do I love this person that I'm interacting with? This person at the grocery store. How do I love this? You know, and we, and we, we kind of learn. And I would say by asking those questions, you're going to start hearing from the yes. Spirit. Yes, because we're, yes. we're inviting Him in yes. to, those, to those spaces. We're saying, hey... This is what you've called us to. 
this is where you're leading, right? I want to follow, but I'm not sure what that looks like. Yeah. And when we invite him in, like he, he meets us there. <laughs> He's not trying to play hide and seek or like make it really hard for us to figure out what he wants us to do. So I wanted to give practical like ways of like, because we say this all the time, walk in the spirit. What does that mean? That's what I, I, I kind of wanted. My goal was to do here mm-hmm. um, so that people, I know I've had that question in the past. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what does it mean? Do, do we, we say these things, but what does it actually look <laughs> it's like? It's one of those church phrases that yes. you, you, you hear all the time, but you might not have any idea what it actually uh, entails. So, so uh, moving on then. Um, so it says, I, I say then, walk by the Spirit, and you will certainly not carry out the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is against the Spirit, and the Spirit desires what is against the flesh. These are opposed to each other, so that you don't do what you want. Stop, boss. <laughs> and Ryan said that this is a good measure um, of whether or not you're walking in the Spirit or not. Mm. Um, I can attest to that. <laughs> um, I know when my flesh is getting the best of me. Um, maybe with some snapping at people or anger mm. or, or stuff like that. Um, but but that is a good measure, is what Ryan said. If you if you're you're not doing what you automatically want to do, then you might be walking in the spirit. Like if your natural bent is to the snap at your at people, which that makes the list here, right? But <laughs> yes, yes. Um, but you don't. You like like a situation comes up that like be mindful of those things. Like what? Normally, I would have just snapped them, but I just was. You're walking in the spirit. So, so that's an interesting thing, though. Too. So at the same conference, uh, Jenny Allen. I don't know if you're familiar with Jenny. I, I. Have heard the okay. name. So, so she did a she did a, a teaching on emotion. Um, it sounds like she's got a new book coming out, kind of about that. But she talked about how our, our emotions can be an invitation from God to heal. So maybe there's something like, as in, if we create space, hey, let's say that I find myself, man, I'm, I'm always reacting in this way that you know Paul tells us is, yeah. is fleshly. What is that? Like, Lord, why do I do that? Mm-hmm. Like, what in me? Uh, is driving this reaction? Yeah, the flesh. But is there something specific here that you want to work out of me? You know. But we have to again. We have to take the time in those moments. Like, man, I feel. Yeah. I'm rising up. Yeah. Or what? What's happening in me right now? Like, is is there something here that you 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 want to change? How do I do that? Again, right. it's, but it's it's pausing long enough to actually in, again invite him in. Yes. So not just oh that's the way I am. Like like walk in the spirit. Investigate that. Let's let's go. I think uh, maybe it was her. No, it was somebody else. So one of the one of the teachers at, at the conference they made the statement: a righteous man is is one who falls down seven times and gets up eight. <laughs> a wicked man is one who falls down once stays down and says, oh, this is my identity. I like that. And I was like, oh! I like that. So, I mean, that goes in yeah. right with what you're saying. Yeah. yeah, like sometimes we just hide behind, oh, well, I'm just, you know, hey, that's who I am. Is that is that who Jesus wants you to be? You're called to be different. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we've got we've to invite him into those, those spaces. All right. Uh, where else are we now? Okay. 
but if you're led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Can you unpack that? Well, so we said the antidote to flesh is not rules. It's in the Spirit, right? Yeah. I mean, so we, we've seen this from very early on in, in, in people that God has called to be his people, right? And, and there was good purpose for the law, right? Mm-hmm. Like God called his people out of Egypt. He said, hey, here, here are the, the standards that are going to set you apart from everybody else around you, mm-hmm. right? I have, I've, I've created you to be a holy nation, right? You're these, these people that have this interaction with me that not everybody else has. So here, here are kind of some of those standards. So it's not that rules are, are bad, but it, go fast forward to Jesus and the, and the Sermon on the Mount, the Beatitudes, all those mm-hmm. things. Right, and and he takes those things and he really drills it into the heart. Yes. Like, what is the heart behind these things? Um, so the external behaviors, like that, is important. Like, don't kill people, don't commit adultery, don't covet, like, don't do those things. But but what again? Invite Holy Spirit. What in my heart is driving this coveting? Right. Why am I greedy? Which greedy? <laughs> that makes Paul's list. Right. Right. Like this this constant desire for more and more and more. Uh, what's driving that? And I've got to, yes, I can stop some of the behaviors. We've talked about this on the podcast before. I can stop some of the behaviors before I've changed the heart, but ultimately we need to change the heart. I don't know if I answered your question. Uh, you, did I answer your question? Yeah, you did, because basically it's not a bunch of rules that we, we have to live by anymore. I mean, yes, they were the, gui- the guides of, of being separated, but ultimately we're not under those. Jesus fulfills the law. But I mean, you still can't murder people. You can't murder people. <laughs> but we're going to get to, like, Jesus changes your want. want oh, yeah, 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 yeah. His uh, the whole want yes. thing, that was yeah. great. So if you want to murder people, uh, <laughs> yeah, don't. Jesus, Jesus, don't, don't. Don't. And Jesus can change that. Um, so, yeah. Uh, uh, where else are we going here? Okay, then um, he gets into the whole list of of the sins, um, but then it, I wanted to point out, like, uh, that, uh, where are we here? That, I don't know where we're at on the, uh, oh. Yeah, I think it started with 19. He talks about Okay, that. I'll read. Now the works of the flesh are obvious. <laughs> the works of the flesh are obvious. Which is kind of nice. Yeah. It's not like, it's like, oh, I got to figure out what these are. Nope. You know when They're you're obvious. being a jerk bag. <laughs> right? So, uh, Sexual immorality, sexual impurity, promiscuity, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambitions, dissension, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and anything similar. Like Brian said, Paul just said, listen, I might gain this cramping up. Uh, (laughs) As I warned you before, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And I like that how you know Ryan brought the definition of that. It's it's that habitual continuation. Yes. Uh, John talks about that in his first epistle, right? It's First John. He says if if we continue to sin, the Spirit of God isn't in us. It's not that oh, well, if you sin once, <gasps> right? Spirit left you. No, again, it's that it's that continuation, like knowingly, willfully choosing to live in ways that are outside of God's design. And I would say embracing. Like, I'd even take it to that point. Like, you're not just, I mean, you're, you're embraced like, oh, that's just the way I am. Mm. Like, no, get up the eighth time. Or, Keep, or you know this is, violates God's law. Yes. And you're like, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I'm right. going to do what I want. Right. right. Like, right. now we've, we've stepped outside of. But if you sin and you mourn that sin, like, there's a conviction there. 
Well, you've got, so, I mean, ideally, right, in those moments where we sin, you have conviction, confession, and repentance, yes. right? Like, I feel this, oh, that was not, that was not the spirit leading me in that. That mm-hmm. was the flesh, right? Now I say, Lord, oh, I screwed that one up, right? The confession, right. hey, we go to somebody else. I said, well, particularly if we sin against somebody right. else, we have to go to Chris. I am so, hey, man, what I did, that was totally out of line. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Like, that was not at all what God was, was wanting. And then repentance, we're going we're gonna to change direction, not just randomly, right? But we're going to change direction and walk towards Jesus. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, so all, all of those things as a result, rather than, eh, whatever. Right. I do what I want. That's the difference. Yeah. That's because we, we all, all sin. Yo, but yeah. it's how you handle that sin, how you, like you just gave the, the perfect play-by-play of what should be done mm-hmm. as a follower of Christ. So, um, yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. Come. Uh, where are we? 22. 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Uh, so, pause on that. I mean, so, you know, Pastor Ryan talked about the idea of that singular. Yes. Um, I referenced earlier in the That's episode. That's one of my things, by the way. It's a pet peeve when people say fruits. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I will, I'll get your thoughts on this. Uh, I referenced the pastor Jeff Jones earlier, and he did one of the breakouts. But in that same breakout, uh, he referenced the fruit of the spirit. He he operates uh, under the the idea that when it talks about the fruit of the spirit, yes, it's sing- singular, but he says that the fruit of the spirit is love. It's love. Mm. The rest of that list is a double click on what that actually looks like. Which, if you look at a passage like First Corinthians thirteen where Paul describes love, there's some crossover there. Sure. So it's like, oh, I could, oh, well. I, I won't throw that out. Loving one <laughs> another is the key marker of discipleship. Yes. Right. Jesus says, it's, right. by the way, you love one another. Yeah. So I was like, huh, maybe there's uh there's something to that. Love God, love your neighbors. Yeah. The greatest commandment. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. Those both involve love. And we know that the type of love, right? That's that. That's that agapao, right? I have to love, sacrificially love. You know, so and there, there can be some overlap with some of those things that we see in this in this uh, list. Yeah, so, I, oh. I, I, so I'm can, chewing on that. I can, I'll chew on it as well. <laughs> um, but the whole like one of the ways I've heard it discussed as a singular is a fruit has many parts. So you have an apple. It has a stem. It has the seeds. It has the skin. It has the the center section, so it's still a fruit, mm. but it has many parts. That's another way that I've I've heard it described. So okay. there you but, go. Yeah, put in the comments. Uh, what's your understanding of the fruit of the spirit? Mm. How have you been taught? What you yeah? What's your understanding? I'd be curious to get some some thoughts from people well. just on how you've kind of approached that because you usually hear it talked about in a plural. Right way. Oh, I got to work on that fruit of self-control. Right, right. <laughs> oh, I got to work on, you know, I got to work on this faithfulness. Now you're fruits. really getting me with that, that the fruit is love. I don't, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to walk in the spirit and listen and <laughs> see what he thinks. I like it. <laughs> I like it. All right. Uh, where are we now? So, I mean, coming off of that, right? I mean, Ryan, uh, Pastor Ryan made the statement, fruit doesn't grow through working. It's birthed by abiding yeah, I, I would say one of the ways, and we've talked about this multiple times, right? One of the ways to abide is utilizing the spiritual disciplines. Yes. Right? I mean, which can be time in the Word, time in prayer, time in silence and solitude. 
fasting, you know, like all of these things can contribute to that. Again, it's, we've said this probably every time we've talked about spiritual disciplines, uh, you have to have your why in order. And mm-hmm. we're not doing this like, oh, well, I'm going to do these things so that I can I get something up. Get some, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, no, I want to, I want to stay in this place that Jesus wants me to be in. I want to commune with him and grow through his power, not my own. Uh, and the spiritual disciplines can be a significant part of that. And Ryan, we didn't talk about it, but I have this, what he said about all four of these uh, characteristics um, of a everyday disciple is prayer is the fuel for all four mm-hmm. characteristics. So, yeah, I would agree. Um, that would be abiding. So let's go to your wanter, right? Just essentially, he had that quote, we're walking by the Spirit, it gives you a new wanter. Uh, The things that we desire will change, which, uh, go back to a passage that I would suggest is often taken out of context, Uh, Psalm 34. I might be saying the wrong psalm. Let me double check it. I have a picture of that. Oh man, I'm totally. But delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. <clears throat> totally trying to blank on where that is. I thought it was Psalm 34. Oh, it's Psalm 37. Take delight in the Lord. This is the New Living Translation. Take delight in the Lord, and He will give you your heart's desires. I actually think that's a bad translation. Well, in really? well, in in <laughs> in one in the sense that it, it makes it sound like if I delight in Jesus. He's going to give me everything that I want. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think you could still take this the right way, but it's this is this is my this is my take on this passage. You don't have to agree. Uh, write in the comments if you think I'm crazy. What does um, CSB say? <clears throat> I don't know. Thirty-seven four. Psalm thirty-seven four. I would suggest that what this is saying is when we delight in the Lord, He gives us the desires of our hearts in the sense that. The things he desires become our desires. What does is, what is CSB say? That's probably not any better. <laughs> oh, it is. It's the same. It's the exact same. Huh? Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you your heart's desire. Yeah. Look at that. New Living Translation, CSB, exactly the same. But I just think we have, it's, it's our understanding. So I guess I should say it's not necessarily, it's not a bad translation. It's a bad, uh, we interpret it. Mm-hmm. In the flesh, yes. I think. Well, because yes. because then it goes, well, all right, I'm going to do these things. And this is where you get like, uh, you know, prosperity gospel type yeah. stuff. All right, healthy, wealthy, and wise. Like, man, if we follow Jesus and pour out his blessings, you can buy that jet tomorrow. What? You have to disregard a bunch of other scripture. Too. And and the majority of Christians <laughs> yes. around the face of the earth. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I think we get that so messed up. And I think this is one of those passages that... Uh, can contribute to that. Yeah. Because we, we interpret it. The, the idea is your wanter will be changed. That's the idea. And I actually think yeah, that's what right. this passage yes, is saying. I agree. Like he will change the things that we desire. Yes. Our desires will fall in line with the things that he desires. You know, then we will pray. Scripture says that that if we pray anything according to the will of God, those will be done. Will, yeah. Those things are answered. Yeah. yeah. When we want what God wants, we will pray <laughs> what God wills. And those things will be answered. So it's, it's shifting. I think that's most people's, t- I think that's everybody's testimony, whether they recognize it or not, right? I mean, I was, before Jesus, I was this way. I, this, I met Jesus, and now I'm this way. Well, because your wanter has been changed. Mm. 
and and that's that's kind of the testimony, and that's where we're being um, we're different than the world, and people recognize it. That's why your testimony, your story, is important mm-hmm. because people notice. And uh, hey, you used to be this way, now you're this. What's going mm-hmm. on? Have that in your back. Let me, let me tell, let you. tell you about <laughs> a man I know. <laughs> yeah. No, that's good. Uh, you got anything else? Otherwise, I'll just quickly hit on those three questions that you asked. Walking the, in the spirit gives you freedom. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, I think that's the Martin Luther quote. I mean, this really sums it all up. Without the word, I could not help myself against the flesh. Mm. Like that's what I was trying to get at, at the the beginning of the, mm-hmm. the podcast. Is it starts here? You want to hear from God? He's, right he is spoken. Right <laughs> <laughs> yes, you will. He will prompt you. He will put things on your heart, but he, he's already spoken here. Mm-hmm. If you, if you're not hearing from, you can start, start here. Start yeah. there. No, that's good. All right. So Pastor Ryan left us with three questions to really reflect on. The first one was, what has my attention, thoughts, and energy? Uh, I think this is a good flesh check, mm-hmm. right? Like are the things that I'm spending most of my time on, is that a, is that a fleshly desire uh, or is that something that's in line with what mm-hmm. Holy Spirit has called us to? Right? Am I building the kingdom of Josh, the kingdom of Chris, or the kingdom of Jesus? Right? What's what's got my my attention and my focus? Second question was what scripture is currently shaping me, which goes into you know what we're talking about. Be in the Word, mm-hmm. and then that idea of of really meditating on scripture mm-hmm. and letting it ruminate and really kind of transform us from within, because we read a passage about <clears throat> loving our enemies, and then we're confronted with one of our, our enemies, and, and there's tension here. Uh, and rather than avoid that tension, we need to step into it and say, okay, here's this person that I'm at odds with. This is what I feel, <laughs> but this is what Jesus calls me to. How do I move beyond what I want to do mm-hmm. in the flesh and let Jesus transform that to where what I want to do, to where my knee-jerk you know, reaction is to, to pray for and bless and you know, speak good things over this person that I'm at odds with. So. Yes. So, <laughs> I mean, that's a, like we were talking about earlier, that totally goes against the flat. If you are doing that, if that is now your bent, it's a good chance you are walking in the spirit. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, and then that last question, who's leading me, self or spirit, which connects to what we were just yeah. talking about, right? So as we have some of these interactions, we're like, okay, was that, was that me or was it was Holy Spirit in that thing? Right. And some of that, sometimes we can tell that by the fruit of that, right? If I, if I go into an interaction with, with, with Chris Kidd, right? And at the end of it, you leave angry and I leave angry and now we're not, we're not going to talk to each other a few days. Like that's not godly fruit. Right. Like that's, not, you know, it doesn't mean that we're not allowed to be upset. It doesn't mean that we shut all our emotions off. Absolutely not. But again, what's the fruit of an interaction? Because if you walk away and I walk away and we're, we're bitter and we're hurt and we're just even more angry than we were before, like that's not, that's not godly fruit. I would even say that you can even <clears throat> I don't want to say this. There, you can even do good things on your own, and that don't go well. Mm. Where you should be doing them by the Spirit. Mm. And I'm 
<laughs> admitting that, that they're done that, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, like if I'm relying on the power of Chris to like uh, do next steps, uh, trust me, it's gone south before, and uh, I had to uh, ask for forgiveness on on some things. So. Um, yeah, just being mindful of that like go where the, the spirit wants to to go, not on your own your own power, and um, let him lead you in even the things that uh, when you're doing kingdom work. No, that's good. So it's good. Yeah. Uh, work work with God, not for God. Yes, that was actually a cool thing. I think it was uh, Pastor Matt Chandler. I just dude, there was so many. There's like fire hydrant. So I think it was Matt Chandler. But he talked about like how often we we want to go like, hey Lord, I'm gonna do these things for you. And he said, No, how will we how will we wait? Let's figure out where God is already working and let's go just let's join in right. with what he's doing. Yeah. Let's not ask him to jump in and do what we want. What we want to do. Yeah. So yeah. Yep. <clears throat> cool. But that's that same question. You know, who's leading me? Yes. Self or spirit. Right, <laughs> even in the good things, like you're saying, and the question would be, even in the good things, why do why do you want to take control of this? Are you looking to glorify yourself, or are you looking for King Jesus to get? The do do we not actually have trust that He's going to come through? Right, yeah. God calls us to do something. We're like, eh, I will actually do it. So let me make sure that I, you know, cover his <laughs> yeah, cover his backside on this. Let me one. help you out. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I got this one, Lord. <laughs> yeah. Got this one. Yeah. But That's good. Cool. Uh, anything else in parting? I think we're at about an hour here, so we're, we're doing good. As long as it's kept recording. Oh, wow. I mean, it should be a... Yeah, perfect. <laughs> yep. We're right in, bummer. right in an hour if, if we did start so, at 9.15. No, right. it was good. I appreciate being on. Always a pleasure to have you on here, sir. Uh, as usual, we'd ask you that you to rate, review, subscribe, share, all those good things. Not because we're just awesome. I mean, we're pretty cool. But not that. But, uh, was that the flesh? Yeah, I, mean, the I, I mean, I wanted to agree with you, but but uh, again, if this is something that that blesses you, edifies you, uh, we have hopes and prayers that it would edify those in your sphere of influence. So again, it's not about building Radiant Life's kingdom. It's not about building uh, the Josh and JB or Chris kingdom. Uh, we really do want us to have kingdom impact. Uh, for Jesus, right? To to encourage other people to help them grow uh, in their walk with the Lord as they try to walk in the Spirit. So, yeah, rate, review, share, subscribe, all those cool things. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, uh, next week we move into the second characteristic of a everyday disciple, which is being a force for good. Uh, I think, Pastor, spoiler alert, Pastor Pam, I think, is bringing that one. Yeah, you guys are splitting so, these up, huh? We are. I think it's. I think we've got somebody different doing each one. Uh, this in this series. So yeah, we'll mix it up a little bit. Good, it'll be good. Well, hey, uh, we look forward to seeing you at church this Sunday and next week on the podcast. Take care. Thanks for listening to Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. We hope today's edition of Radiant Reflections has helped you live like Jesus and share His love with your family, friends, and neighbors. To learn more about the church family this podcast originates from, check out theradiantlife.church. That's theradiantlife.church. Maybe you have some questions after listening today. We'd love to hear from you. Send an email to podcast at theradiantlife.church. 
That's podcast at theradiantlife.church. Don't forget to subscribe to the Radiant Reflections podcast. When you subscribe, you'll always have the latest content delivered right to your phone from the Radiant Life Church. We'd also be grateful if you could rate and review Radiant Reflections. Every time we receive a five-star review, more people learn about this podcast. We also want to encourage you to share this podcast on social media and with your friends and family. Join us next time for another edition of Radiant Reflections. Reflections.